Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone. We're back. Yeah. We are back. I see you thought I was going to say the name of the show, which I'll do right now. We are starting a cult. It's me. It's Grant. What's going on? We're back. We're better than ever, I I guess. I don't know. Talking. How many times can we say we're back? Honestly, until we're not back anymore. That's just how it works. I guess. We are back, so we have to always have the we are, because that's what we're doing. Yeah, no contractions. We're starting a sex cult, so donate <laughs> all the money you have to me. Just kidding. Right. There will be no sex involved. It's just you giving me money. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we got, a, we got a whopper today. I'm sure you can read the title. And uh, we're going it's to New York. We're doing 9-11. 9-11, not to be confused with the fast food chain 7-Eleven. These are... The, <laughs> Wait, fast food chain? <laughs> these are, they, got the, they got those rollers with the taquitos, right? Th- this is the terrorist attacks. <laughs> you see how Grant views 7-Eleven. It's a fast food chain. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. In a sense, Fastest it is. food I've ever gotten. It is. It really is. Uh, but no, we're going to... No, it's gonna, not that. <laughs> we are going... <laughs> to be covering the terrorist attacks of September 11th at the World Trade Center and the Pentagon and that field in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, I do want to I'll put you into the mindset of what we have going on here, all right? So this first episode, we are just going to give you the basic rundown, the facts, and the aftermath of what had occurred. So yeah. if you're here for... The conspiracy side, don't worry, don't worry. We're going to get to that. coming next time. But we want to paint the full picture before we jump into what we're going to uh, ultimately discuss as conspiracy, I'd say, conjecture, even if you will. There we go. But, uh, yeah, before we jump in, uh, there's there's one thing I'd like to address just right off the top because, uh, I don't know, I feel like it's probably the most prominent thing that gets talked about when you're talking yeah. about 9-11. And that is that uh, jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. We've all seen the memes. It's everywhere. We have. And, um, okay, I want you I want you to picture this, will you? That statement, in and of itself, is factually correct. Jet fuel cannot liquefy 
steel beams. It can't do it. But with that being said, steel beams lose their integrity at around 900 to 1,000 degrees. And the fires that were burning in the World Trade Center... Yeah, they were office fires, which are notoriously hot. It was, Well, yeah. It was obviously jet fuel ignition, but then like That's carpet, a, yeah. wallpaper, insulation, papers, all that shit was on fire, too. And they estimate that the fires in the building were closer to 1,300 to 1,400 degrees, which is not hot enough to melt steel beams, but it is more than hot enough to reduce the structural integrity of steel beams by upwards of 90%. So I just want you to think about that while we talk about what we talk about. Yeah, by the way, uh, these shills aren't getting paid for this, so... No, we're not. We're not receiving yeah, any money. Yeah, Mitch doesn't know that we're getting paid for this. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that one out there because that's something you hear all the time and people argue about that. And while the statement itself is accurate, you're not taking everything into account if you believe that statement because there's a lot more that goes into it than just it didn't liquefy the yeah. building. It just it weakened it structurally until it collapsed. That's what happened. Classic, classic scenario. So that being said, why don't we jump in? We'll start doing the events uh yeah and uh what have you exactly i don't know if you yeah. spoiler alert we're gonna spoil to you what happened on 9-11 yeah. if you don't know have you forgotten i would felt that day yeah uh so that song right. sucks it sucks wait what's it called it's have, just, have you, you forgotten, forgotten how it felt that day yeah but yeah have you forgotten not to worry about bin laden have you forgot? I think honestly, if you listen to that song and really like pick apart what that guy says, it, it's "Have You Forgotten" by Daryl or Darren Worley or something. It's on YouTube. But we we found it like at two in the morning watching MTV like playlists. Or yeah, whatever. and uh, it, it's the guy is a psychopath. Okay, like he really is. He's just like promoting war by like playing on people's emotions. He's like. Yeah, so if you uh, if you don't think going to war is right, you obviously hate America and don't give a shit about the people that died in nine eleven. Yeah, the guy's a master manipulator. It's terrifying. All in a song that sounds awfully shitty. Yeah, what was it? It was like uh, they say we're looking for a fight, but after nine eleven, I'd have to say that's right. Yeah, it's like all right. So he's just, he just said we're just looking for a fight. The best huh? part is when he's talking about the footage and he's like. The news just <laughs> says that we can't show it because the experts say it'll just breed anger. But if I had it my way, I'd show that footage every day, and that he's, just uh, sounds like psychotic behavior. He's into the he's a he's a patriot. It's like right? the toy box killer. It's like you're gonna listen to what I have to say, whether you want to hear it or not, bitch. That's what this guy's mo is. Anyway, enough about this guy. He's <laughs> just, not. <laughs> you just related this man to a sexual torturer. Yeah, this, he's sexually torturing my ears with his shitty music. Okay, all right. But there's. Enough about this loser. Okay, let's let's talk about the yeah. Check out that song. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about nine uh, eleven. Yeah, you know? there you go. Two thousand one again. Just everyone knows, right? It's a nine eleven two thousand one. It was a terrorist attack on the U.S. Uh, where three thousand people died in about a hundred and two minutes. That span of time. Uh, the first uh, the, and that like hundred and two minutes takes place during the first plane hitting. And the second tower falling. Yes. So, it happened really fast, right? I mean, I'd say. It's too fast. I will say, I think the part about, like, the footage that is the most interesting 
is the the just complete shift like on live news of them like looking at the first tower and they're all kind of just understanding like like, it was a horrible accident like they're all calm about it they're like you know we're like those everything will be okay we just have to watch this and then like halfway through that it's just like mood shifts it's like Holy fucking shit! No, after the second like, one, it, 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 we're yeah. we're on. This is happening right yeah. now. We'll get to the actual things, but after the second one happened, uh, people got really really afraid. But uh, it wasn't the first uh, terror attack on U.S. soil, though. And uh, the first one actually took place in '93 at the World Trade Center, uh, and it it happened in the Twin Towers. Um, wait, so yeah, wait, it was, hold on. What? The first terrorist attack was in 93? The first, like, uh, terrorism, yeah, I think, right? Isn't it? Which one are you thinking? I mean, I get, yeah, are you I thinking don't know. Pearl Harbor? I'm thinking, you... like, yeah, like, so something like that, of... but I guess that's not yeah, terrorism. It's not, yeah. It's very hard to define these things. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But no, I, I'm on your side now. I no, yeah, swayed. it's technically the first act of terrorism in the U.S. was in 93, and it was at the Twin Towers, uh, and it was perpetrated by uh, old, good old Osama uh, in, in alliance with, uh, you know, Al-Qaeda. It was on February no, 20th. Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Al-Qaeda. The, the trucker stop hats. But, um... Yeah, Mitch, your trucker hat. <laughs> that an Al Qaeda hat, boy. <laughs> no, it's Booter Electric. This is MAGA country. <laughs> I won't finish that. Oh my God! All right. Well, <laughs> on February 26th of 1993, this was the first terror attack on U.S. soil. A rented van was packed with nitrate hydrogen and parked in the basement of the World Trade Center and detonated. And six people ki- were killed. Uh, over a thousand were injured. And about $300 million in damages were, were uh, caused. Mm, yes. This wasn't that interesting. No, not really. This one location was a hotbed for this kind of scenario. It makes sense it's as to good. why, though. It yeah. really does. What, what was it? How many people work in the world tra- or worked in the World Trade Center like every day? It was like a quarter of a million. Well, not even. I mean, that too, but I mean, just the... Like I guess it's more of the media answer of just like what it represents. It's like all the like yeah. economic like stronghold of the, the like country. It's where all the like paperwork and all that goes and all that. So it's yeah, it symbolizes a lot for at least people that hate Western culture because they see that as uh, I don't know, I guess grubby money hoarding ideals, capitalism things. Yeah, capitalist yeah. pigs. I don't know. I could see that. That's I, I don't know maybe maybe I'm just thinking too hard. Who knows? You're referring to the terrorists. Yes, they are all capitalist pigs. No, no, no. no how they feel? How they feel? <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm referring yeah. to. Oh, I don't I don't know. I thought it was always just a wet, you know the West you know Western civilization is against what they believe. Well, I mean well, it I is. Say that. But no, it, I I mean it's I like, agree. That's why it occurs. But I'm saying. You could pick any building and you'd get similar results. Yeah, you could pick even anything. Of the location. Yeah, it's the symbolism of like in Manhattan, the Twin Towers, like the economy is like kind of like flushed through those buildings. That's where all of it gets transferred and all that. So that's like in their mind it's symbolic like we that's like crippling the country by destroying those buildings. Yeah. And they're also fucking huge, and they're right next to each other. So when you're on a plane trying to go at them, they're pretty, they're pretty right there, you yeah. know. Just, these are just my thoughts. These are just my yeah. thoughts. 
that makes sense. But yeah. they didn't initially think to do the planes. First, they tried the van. It didn't, well, yeah. it didn't really work. Tried the I mean, Timothy it was terrifying. Route. It was wasn't good, but uh, I don't know. Let's get to September 11th, shall we? Uh, let's talk about the hijackers. There were 19 of them. Uh, I don't have all the names of them, but uh, 15 uh, were from Saudi Arabia. Two were from the United Arab Emirates. Uh, one was from Lebanon, and Mohammed Atta, who was like the face of the attacks afterward, uh, he was from Egypt. So none of them were from Afghanistan. That's just where Al-Qaeda was based, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I got a picture of Mohammed himself here. Mr. Atta. Yeah, it's him at uh, it's security camera footage at the Portland Main Airport uh, at 5.53 a.m. on September 11th, 2001. Interesting. Uh, not that it matters. I just I'm looking at it, so I figured I'd bring no, it's it up. Good. You I know? Like, I, yeah, it's him. It is him. It's him. I know him when I, I can see, see it. why he's got the face for it. All right, but yeah. So uh, almost all of them, all of the uh, the hijackers, were students in Germany, like going to college, you know. And uh, Mohammed Atta, he actually like lived with two teachers in Germany who eventually ended up kicking him out because of his uh, closed-minded nature. Sounds about right. Yeah. you got to be pretty close, like, you got to have a pretty big stick up your butt to be kicked out by the Germans. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, Historically, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the Germans well, now, are, yeah. historically speaking, the Germans are notoriously picky about who they like. <laughs> yes. yeah, well, they don't even after, like each other. But after everything, they have so much guilt that it's just like, we're going to take in everyone, you know. That's just how they are now. <laughs> they did, look at the 80s. They they hated each other. They didn't even want to be around no, each that's other. That's very true. Germans don't, I mean, I'm not speaking for all of them, but they have a track record of not liking many people. They're a very precise uh, uh, people. They do bring in the most refugees out of all the European countries. Hell so, yeah. There you go. That's, that German guilt. You know, they say like Catholic guilt. It's like yeah. German guilt is bigger than Catholic guilt. Yeah, I don't know if it's bigger. I don't oh, it know. Definitely is. I would say it's 100% bigger. The Crusades. Oh, people don't even know what that is. No, dude. yeah. Pe- <laughs> that was t- too long ago. I'll too be, long yeah. ago. You okay. talk to your typical Christian, they don't know what the Crusades are. Like your everyday of them, like pouring boiling water in the guy's mouth. I guarantee you, they have no idea. Stuff like that. That guy was asking for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I guess we'll get back to this. Uh, He's thirsty. He's like, I need something to drink. I'm thirsty and I'm cold. How do I remedy this in one fell swoop? Oh, Oh, I die. All right, so <laughs> they were all students in Germany. Mohammed Atta lived with his two teachers for about six months until uh, he was kicked out. Do you for think he had sex with any Closed-mindedness and stuff. He probably he was in college. Yeah, yes. I, th- I think he did. Yeah, why not? It's, it's human nature, of course he did. No, you think that person's nature. guilty? One of the They had sex with Mohammed Atta. You think they're feeling guilty? No. No, they don't care? You don't there think? are some people in this story that do that. Go on. Which we'll get to. <laughs> I want the dirty details anyway. of Muhammad Atta. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the main reason that the attackers uh, carried out what they did, like the hijackers, uh, was be- it wasn't because that they hated like America necessarily, or like our free, like they didn't hate our freedom, and that's why they're not like attacking our freedom. You know how people say. Mm-hmm. Some people say that. 
But no, it was in fact because of our uh, foreign policy and like we uh, supported Israel. We, uh, we there was an incursion in the Middle East during the Gulf War. They weren't a big fan of us. And when we come into places, we try to you know give them capitalism, but not everyone wants that, right? Am I right, Grant? You are right. right. And see, they wouldn't even understand it. It was actually. You guys want to know like what the the plan of uh, Al Qaeda was? What their hopes from this were? What? Because it's pretty ridiculous. So in um, let me find the exact dates. I don't know if I could pull that up. In the eighties, anyway, we pulled out. Uh, there was a bombing at a U.S. embassy in the Middle East, and we pulled our pulled out our troops. Yeah. Then in the nineties in Kuwait, we did the same thing. We pulled our troops out after a bombing. And Al-Qaeda's golden plan was that if they were to... Osama bin Laden had grown up seeing this and visualizing this, seeing almost the Americans as, like, weak, like they want to be big and tall. Yeah. But when someone hits them, they run. So his plan was if we hit them, they'll pull out of the Middle East. And that it backfired on them completely. Yeah, it was just complete but opposite of what they were. The wanted. thinking of them was, like, if we could hit them where it hurts they'll be so shattered that they'll stop focusing on attacking us and they'll pull out. And it was it didn't work that way at all, but that's no. what that's what Al Qaeda no. was planning that's, on that's occurring. The official Al Qaeda statement. Yeah, I mean I don't know if it's official, but that is what was discussed at least as far as Al Qaeda's operations. Fucking wrong way, dude. Yeah. Wrong fucking way. It it makes sense, I guess, if you want to be like technical, it it makes sense. Like you think if we hit them hard enough, they're going to be more focused on like rebuilding than anywhere else. But uh, it's, it's not it, like it, getting rid of a bully by beating him up. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's this strange. is foreign policy. <laughs> it's not a, 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 I don't know, a metaphor at all. Yeah, it's it's like exactly what it is. Well, it's not the, like just the, cut and dry. They had the Al Qaeda scientists on top. That's like, oh, this will work. It's like, nope, not well, at all. Yeah, but they tried it to, you know. I guess scientific, uh, you know, order of operations, but <laughs> you're making it sound like it's like a, a something military. It's there like must be a test and a hypothesis for there to be an answer. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I would yeah. toss that information. No, that is good to my boys. I like it. <laughs> it's it's us boy. over here, huh? Yeah, no. All right. No, no, <laughs> no. God, it was no, not referring no, to Al Qaeda. No, okay. Thank you for that clarification. I was not referring to Al Qaeda as my boy. No, you, not... you were referring to us just yes, now. Yeah, I met okay. the people in this room with me, not not the terrorist organization oh. Al Qaeda. Grant's gonna strap a bomb to his wheelchair. I think I, re- <laughs> I feel like I really backed myself into a corner on Man. that one. I did not mean that in that <laughs> Thank Allah, we caught that. Yeah, I didn't even that didn't register until Mitch was like. Did you mean Al Qaeda? I was like, "What do you?" Oh no, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> Sorry uh, about the confusion. Classic blunder. All right. Well, uh, Mohammed Atta on May seventeenth of two thousand applied for an American visa in Berlin, and he got it the very next day. He stole. Just, it. He got like a five-year tour, like tourist business visa, and it was all due to the fact that he did well in school, technically, and he came from a very rich family. Oh, so, so America was just like, "Come on over, dude!" Like, no, well, Jake, you go to one of our universities. Put you that on your resume. Misunderstood. It's not because that he did well in school. It's because he comes from a rich family. 
That's the only reason. Yeah. If he did well in school and came from a poor family, it wouldn't have happened. Well, if he came from a rich family and, like, didn't do well in school, he probably wouldn't be in school, so he probably wouldn't be going to America for school. It's true. He wouldn't be He would just go about, on vacation. He wouldn't be worried about flight school. It yeah. would be unnecessary. No. Yeah. Exactly. But he did apply to flight school. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? How it felt that day? All right. Keep it going. All right. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> So uh, prior to this, right, he got approved for the visa. Uh, prior to this, he'd been living in Germany for five years, going back and forth uh, from Germany to Afghanistan. Uh, he was doing meetings with bin Laden where he was blessed by him, and he was like, you will carry out the attacks, you know? What a weird feeling to be blessed by Osama bin Laden. At the time, to do probably, 9-11. At the time, it probably didn't mean anything, but like looking back on it, it's like, wow. I don't know if that's like an I don't know what that is. I do not know how to feel about that. Yeah. Not good. Probably not good. Well, no. I don't think people that are getting knighted by essentially being knighted by Osama bin Laden are worried about being good people. Yeah, well, they they think they're being good. They no, they know. They know. <laughs> they they, they know. They choose the life of craziness cuz that's what they want, you know? It feels good. <laughs> Just go wild. Every once I'm in a while. tapping into the psyche <laughs> Just of go terrorism. Wild. <laughs> Getting crazy. One of those. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Just live it up. It's like college. You know how in America you go to college and you, I don't know, you get They wa- were in college, too. <laughs> no, I know, but you get wasted and you punch a cop. You know how you do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. do something like that, and then it works out perfectly fine. But in there, you can't it do It works that. out perfectly fine. You have to be yeah. a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Atta. <laughs> on March 22nd, uh, he sent an email to the Academy of Lakeland in Venice, Florida, inquiring about flight lessons for him and uh, a few of his friends. Red flag. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jesus. Red but flag. Like, yeah. But like uh, in the email, he was like, we are uh, we are all students uh, from different Arab countries going to school in Germany. And we'd love to come over and do flight school with you in Florida. You know what's funny? And it's like, that's... I don't want. To, I mean, I'm not. They all. To, they all mentioned they don't have any previous experience too. They're just like, we just thought it'd be great. In the year 2000, that's perfectly acceptable as a statement. Yeah. Anytime after the year 2001, that statement is no longer valid anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Just I don't know. It's just it's going through my mind right now. And how if they tried to do that now, it just would not fly. No, it probably wouldn't. I would not fly. Oh. I didn't even think about that until I said it. <laughs> Oh dear! All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they went to flight school, right? They went I to did that school. in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. They have flight school you could take. Did you I crash passed. into the building? No, I passed. CJ is a licensed pilot. Perfect. Grove Street, represent. No. Oh god. But all right. So they were all described as very. Uh, uh, temperamental students. They were very difficult students. They'd get angry a lot. They weren't good at following directions. But they went. They went there. And uh, during these trainings, uh, like the training sessions, Atta and Shehi, which is another guy who was uh, involved in this. He was one of the hijackers. Atta shaving cream. Yeah. She- oh. I like that. Nice. Yeah! I got the jokes. The ones that aren't good. Ah, yes. Good. Perfect. Suck it. 
but they uh, they rented an apartment together in Florida. And, uh, That's cute. Yeah, right? And while they were there, they assisted in getting the muscle of the uh, hijackers into the country. How do you... I don't even... I, I do want to know, but I don't want to know how they do that. What do you mean? Like, help them... How do you them get them in? Just like, I don't know. What do you do? I don't know. Some sort of paperwork? Maybe uh, just like uh, I don't know, uh, I character mean, references? Like, call this number. He'll say I'm a great guy. <laughs> call my attorney. Something like that. I don't know. But yeah, they assisted in getting the muscle into the country on September 10th uh, after they were there. Uh, they, all went to, they all went to Pizza Hut together. Hell yeah. Dude, I was at a Pizza Hut once for my birthday when I was a little kid. Yeah. And these people paid with Monopoly money and they ran out of the store. And for some reason, that's all I can think about when I think of Pizza Hut. That's hilarious. I was like four years old and this old man was chasing them out of the store, like screaming at them. And they just left like Jesus. Monopoly money. <laughs> Well, they didn't just go to uh, Pizza Hut, that great place with the Monopoly money. Uh, before that, they had gone to Vegas for a while. There were some Florida boys in Vegas. Oh, yeah. All right. And Respect. they got wasted, and they bought hookers, and they apparently spent a lot of money on sex toys. And they just they just did it up. They had a great time. Why do you need sex toys and hookers? You, they, I mean, the two could be combined. Couldn't the, I know they can, but couldn't the hooker just be your sex toy? Yeah, but... They were going to die, dude. They wanted to do some That's shit. True. They wanted to try some yeah, stuff. Yeah, but they okay? were going to get 72 virgins. They didn't need hookers. Yeah, but are there sex toys in heaven? They want experience. And are there dildos and strap-ons and in heaven? Who's to say these uh, 72 vir- virgins are women? I don't know, man. I don't know how to react to that. Um, I don't know. I guess if you made it to the Holy Land, uh, same-sex sex isn't really a crime, is it? I, I think don't know. It, it might be. Yeah, but if they don't want it, then yeah. And I, I think it is. This is my problem, like with heaven, you know. The heaven for the individual heaven if, for, if they were straight would be women, right? Heaven for what Does I'm thinking, you know, like for for me, the stuff that I'd want to do in heaven would probably not be allowed in heaven. So why would you even want to go there? Uh, I think it's a completely different thing. Physical things do not appeal, maybe. Oh, no. but when you're you, dead it's like when you're dead it's like I don't know. You don't want to do the stuff that you did when you were alive. I wouldn't know. I've never died. Exactly. Uh, Noobs. I guess. Yeah. I've been dead before. No, I actually haven't. So I don't wow. know. I don't know what it's like. Crazy. I've I've slept a lot, and I think that's like pretty close to death. Yeah. It's uh. What, what does Nas say? It's the cousin of death. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just the cousin of death. There you go, dude. So I've perfect. Uh, I get a little relation to the guy. You know, I, I know the guy. I know a guy who knows the guy, you know? It's yeah. all good. Well, while they were on their way to die, they uh, lived it up. They truly lived. That's I, I will say, that's fun. I mean, if you know you're on, like, a suicide mission, like, fuck it, dude. What, what do you have to lose at that yeah. point, dude? You get an STD, what does it matter? It's not going to make a difference in two days. Yeah. So, yeah. Live it up. They went to Vegas, lived it up, uh, came home. Got some Pizza Hut the next morning, September 11th. Right, they all boarded their uh, their uh, specific planes, armed with box cutters, and they flew to their destination and lived happily ever after. Happily ever after, nothing. Even <laughs> That's not what happened at all. But no, yeah, the they boarded their planes. Uh, they were armed with box cutters and mace. Right, so Cohen, my weapon of choice for hijacking, box cutters and mace. 
It's effective. <laughs> it worked. Clearly, uh, it worked. It did yeah, work. it works. We're looking at this through 2020 vision, yeah. but uh, it did work. It worked. Yeah. So let's start going through the timeline, I guess. Uh, so it's 7.59 a.m. Flight 11 takes off from Logan International uh, in Boston with 92 people on board. Uh, at 8.15 a.m., United 175 takes off from the same uh, airport in Boston uh, with 65 people. At 8.20 a.m., flight attendant Betty Hall calls from uh, calls into the reservation desk saying that... Uh, yeah, the Flight 11, it is uh, being hijacked. She said that two of the attendants and both of the pilots have been stabbed and they're bleeding out and the hijackers have uh, kind of huddled up in the cockpit and no one can get in. At 8.20 also, uh, so around the same time that Betty Hall called in, uh, at 8.20, Flight 77 takes off from D.C., and once all of the flights are hijacked, the passengers were told by the hijackers to remain calm and stay quiet, and that if they did anything stupid, like it would, it was all their lives and the plane that they could be risking, so just sit down and shut up. And uh, it was viewed as like a hostage situation by the people on the ground that got wind of this, and no jets were scrambled or anything. Uh, the transponders eventually in the planes were shut off. So they couldn't. They were basically invisible to ground control. Major Tom did not know where they were. The transmitter was off. The tr- the continuum transfunctioner was not working. It was broken. That reference. If either of you can tell me what that's from. Sounds like a spaceballs thing. Nope. Nope. Austin. Um, think Ashton Kutcher. Dude, where's my car? Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yes. Uh, where is my car? Anyway, I don't know, I'm trying to lighten the mood here because uh, it's not. It's not going to get it any better. It gets worse from here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't get better. There's mere no minutes later. Side. Yeah. At uh, 8:42 a.m., flight 93 takes off. 40 minutes late. Uh. Yeah, flight 93 ended up being the one that uh, crashed into Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Indeed. And apparently, it did. the original target. Uh, was the Capitol building. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in, yeah, something. Honestly, if you just fly it into D.C. and you hit anything, that's a message right there. Yeah. Literally anything. You can hit a bank in D.C. and it's a message. Yeah. Anything but a Taco Bell. And it's going to it's gonna be a big thing. Anything but a Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't know if they have Taco Bell out there. I'm assuming they do. I don't know. Why not? Taco Bell is a good thing. <laughs> sort of. But, so yeah, 842, that flight takes off, right? And at 8.46 a.m., the first plane crashes into the World Trade Center. And it spans seven floors of the North Tower. Uh, Passengers from this, though the plane uh, basically exploded and disintegrated immediately, uh, passengers were thrown to the street below, still strapped into their uh, seats. Right? Yeah, that... Not a good thing. That, uh, that Can you imagine that? There's no way to like describe what you would see if you saw that occur. And this plane was going 500 miles an hour. Yeah. And these people were just launched to the street below it's, after crashing into a building. I can't imagine that the bodies were intact in so many words. I, If anything, it was probably just limbs 
and maybe a torso. There's a lot like, of uh, dismemberment. I mean, you think of that drop, like, not only the impact, just that drop alone would all but disintegrate a human being. Yeah. And uh, to be flown at 500 miles an hour plus and then have that happen, uh, the identification is not going to be uh, not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, no. No. It, it, uh, I, if possible at all, I don't think it would be. We'll get into some of that more more later on, but um, all right. So the the first uh, plane has hit uh, the north tower of the World Trade Center, and um, so as this happens, uh, there's basically a full tank of gas in the wings, jet fuel, right? And this goes down at least one elevator shaft and caused explosions on the seventy seventh, twenty second, and at the ground level in the lobby. Because it just shot down like this huge fireball of just jet fuel. That's that happened immediately upon yeah. That's terrifying. Mm. Um, I wonder. If, I'm sure people were in the elevator at this time. That's got to be yeah. Somehow like worse. I'm pretty than sure not. there were like 18 or so people in like that specific elevator. Sh- I'm pretty sure seven of them actually survived. That's ridiculous. Yeah. One guy had to, like, have a mask on for, like, years afterward, constantly hydrating his face. Yeah, yeah, that probably... Like I was, imagine the temperatures uh, were a bit steamy. They rose a bit. It was a, a, a frothy air, if you will. Frothy air. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. All right, so jet fuel's going down. This elevator shaft causes some explosions. There's also chaos on the ground because of just debris. Uh, there were literally cars being set on fire and crashing into each other from, like, flaming debris. Uh, yeah, and it hit it at 500 miles an hour, like I said. All the stairwells and elevators from the 92nd floor up were destroyed, trapping 1,344 people above them, and none of those people would survive. Yeah, a lot of them would actually jump to their very death. Yeah, there were many jumpers, but uh, you could. Yeah, that footage is within fifteen online. minutes. Yeah, within it's... fifteen minutes, people started jumping, and after the second uh, hit that we'll get here to here in a second, uh, the jumpers just started coming. Uh, yeah, and honestly, I mean, it, it's it is like terrible, but it I get it. I really do. It's like you're standing. Above, like, a massive... It, it's all below you. Yeah. And it's like, there's no way you're walking around that. Literally a plane crash site that is catching everything in an office on fire. And you're 80 stories in the air. It's like, uh... Th- there's no fire escape. Like, <laughs> that doesn't exist. So it's... You either wait it out or you, you just jump. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's all about. It's terrible. Terrible things. Uh, all the workers in the buildings, all the workers in the buildings, uh, in both buildings, were being told uh, by the security to evacuate and get out. But uh, so oh yeah, yeah, that's which good is on you know security. It makes They're sense. They're like, uh, you gotta get out of the building. It's like really no fucking shit. But I get out. no one, no one hit the fire alarm. It's just the security telling this you. This is all just a drill. Don't worry. This is such a real simulation. Yeah, some of the companies, however, got on the loudspeakers of their offices and said uh, that the employees should just stay at their desks. Wow. Dick bosses. I don't know, man. Get it's that like, last three. Yeah, just because a plane hit this building doesn't mean you can't stop working. <laughs> it's not 5 o'clock yet, is it? 
Oh, God. All right, so yeah. Uh, following this, uh, the first firefighters arrive. Uh, about 15 minutes after the impact, some people trapped in the northern parts were starting to jump, right? Uh, they fell at a rate of 150 miles an hour Jesus to the ground Christ, below. Jesus Christ, man. That's yeah. a fall. Uh, some began, some people trapped up in the upper uh, upper floors began smashing out windows to get fresh air because, you know, they couldn't breathe and smoke yeah, inhalation. smoke and fire. Yeah, but that ended up being kind of backfiring because the oxygen was let in to feed the fire. So it spread ultimately faster because of that. Uh, yeah. So uh, in uh, feeding flames, right, at 8.50, uh, President Bush was notified in a Sarasota, Florida, in, uh, yeah, in Sarasota, Florida, in an elementary school while he was reading to a classroom of children. He had known that the first plane had gone in, but by this time, when he was notified, the second plane had uh, hit the South Tower. Yeah, then they got the bright idea of, let's get you in the plane, Mr. President, and they put him on Air Force One and sent him to D.C. Hell yeah. Like, I know we're having a terrible crisis with planes. Get on your plane, and we're going to sort this out later. Yeah. It took Bush seven minutes after he was told the news to actually stand up. Like, I have to go. Yeah, I I mean, people knock him for that. I do kind of understand that. It's like, do you realize how big of a thing that is that, like, a second-grade classroom gets the president there? And, like, okay, so, yeah, they'd understand that it's a tragedy, but it's, like, he fucking flew all the way down there where he's not going to, like, get there and be like, well, got to go, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. And, like, freak him out. It's, like, naturally, like, all right, I, I got to get out of here, you know? Yeah. Cut yeah. the guy some slack. Yeah, well, they shouldn't have told him. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> what is it, what is keep it, it matter? Keep it from Bushy. It does. It didn't really matter. It's not yeah. like anything came of him knowing at that second. Yeah. But you know, who who knows? I don't know. But just a couple of minutes previous to this, the official uh, in Building Two, right? Uh, the North, then South North One was the first one. Uh, the South uh, Building was hit way lower. I think between the sixty fourth floor and up a little bit, whereas the first uh, the first plane hit in the nineties. But, uh, yeah, it was more in the center of the building. Um, it was flight, uh, here, yeah. United 175 crashes into the South Tower. 32 minutes later, uh, flight 77 crashes into the Pentagon, killing 59 people on the plane and 125 personnel in the building. And it was at this point that the FAA, uh, grounded all flights and it took about two hours to do that. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Indeed, it did. It took a long time. I mean, it makes sense because, like, you got to communicate with every commercial and private airline yeah, in the sky. Yeah, to ground literally everybody. And they did that. It was the whole country and most of Canada, too, because they're I mean, just safety first, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we're close enough, right you there. know? Like, fucking chill. I've seen Canada across a river. It's real close. It is. It's very, it's very there. But, uh, yeah. So, uh,. The first, uh, when the firefighters arrived, right, they they were making their way up, and uh, they got to the top floors, and they found that the water was not working. So basically, at this point, there's no hope in disti- like distinguishing the fire at all, extinguishing the fire. Uh, mainly what they started to do was uh, hack down doors that had been buckled because of just the impact of the plane. 
uh, it actually buckled and like jammed a lot of doors to where people were just locked in their offices. So their main uh, thing that they were doing while they were up there was just unleashing uh, hell on these doors with axes. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. A lot of people actually attempted to punch through drywall because the doors were just not working. And some people uh, got some way through, but no people uh, successfully didn't did. It didn't really work. Some people got to like separate rooms and then other things happened. But uh, So yeah, 22 minutes after 77 hits the Pentagon, the South Tower of... Uh, so Which was the second to be hit. So it was the second to be hit, and it was the first to fall. Right? Uh, its corner kind of buckled at the site of impact, causing the top floors to tip and fully go uh, go down on the top of the structure. Yeah. So and the tower has fallen. The day the towers fell. That, yeah. Yeah. They're both... Uh, 9-11. They're imploded on each other. That uh, was just the first tower. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, we know what happens We next. know what happens next, but, you know... Uh, over a thousand people were still trapped above uh, the flames in the North Tower. Uh, when a ma- this is when a majority of the jumpers started, right? Uh, about 200 plus people actually decided to jump. Yeah. From, yeah. I, again, I get it. I, I get it as a fellow human being. That, that scenario makes sense to me. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. After this, right? Uh, flight 97 crashes into a field in Pennsylvania. Uh, the a lot of people say that like the uh, the passengers like fought back and took control of the tr- the plane, and then the passengers like drove it into the into the earth. But uh, a black box recording that was uncovered from the plane actually kind of sounds like the pl- the the passengers were fighting back, but they were trying to get into the cockpit. The last recorded moments are. Uh, the pilot saying, get them back, get them back. And then he says, Allah Akbar, seven times, and then cut recording. Yeah, makes sense. So he kind of just took it upon himself to do that. He wasn't the passengers. But. That guy definitely failed at what his objective was. Yeah, he did not. I don't think he's getting the 72 virgins. Hell no, he's getting 72 stabbings, maybe. That's like the most he's getting. In heaven, yeah. Yeah. In the, yeah, in the yeah. in the good heaven. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, less than thirty minutes after the South Tower falls, the North Tower falls. Right, uh, making the surrounding blocks that were already littered with debris a uh, debris cloud. Yeah, just dust. Yeah, and the footage and the of video shit. of that is it's it's pretty fucking wild. It it's is, intense, and it was all very cancerous materials and people. Well, were, yeah. Just caught in the streets, and they had to inhale it, and it was not, Fire not a good thing at all. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, yeah, the twin towers are crumbled. Uh, New York ERs were prepared for an onslaught of injured people to come in and swarm the ERs. Uh, only eighteen people went to ERs that day. It was basically you either had minor injuries that could be treated like on the spot, or you died. Like there was no in between. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. And that being said, 18 people, right? Uh, that's just to, to say how many people actually died in the wreckage. Um, like I said, about 3,000 people died 
on that day. Um, and forensic scientists worked outside of the site for about in 12 hour shifts for months, trying to just identify whatever they would pull out of the wreckage. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, just victims, mangled remains and like body parts and things. And, um, eventually they were able to identify about 60% of the victims. So that's a lot of unidentified, uh, meat yeah. that they just find in this rubble. Um, the last body was identified, uh, recently in 2013. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go, man. <clears throat> so that's just nine eleven. Oh, I got uh, more. I got, yeah. I got more. Um, yeah, so 3,000... the basic rundown. 3,000 people died. Uh, well, roughly. I'll give you the breakdown here. 2,750 people died in New York. 184 at the Pentagon. And 40 in Pennsylvania. And all 19 terrorists died. Um, there are 400 police officers and firefighters that are rolled into the New York number that died uh, pretty much after rushing into the scene. Yeah, that was another thing. When the first firefighters got there, they all kind of had a feeling. They all, like, shook each other's hands before they went up there. They kind of understood they probably weren't coming back. Yeah, so let's. Uh, we're going back to uh, Sarasota, Florida. Uh, George Bush is there in the second grade classroom. And uh, he was informed uh, by a man named Andrew Card, his chief of staff, that a plane had flown into the World Trade Center. And he didn't say anything about it. And then he leans in later and says, the second plane hit the second tower. America is under attack. Uh, To keep the president safe, uh, they went across the country back in Air Force One to D.C. And uh, at 8.30 p.m. on September 11th, uh, President Bush addressed the nation from the Oval Office in a speech where uh, he pretty much said, this is his direct quote, quote, we will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them, end quote. So he's ready. Um, on September 14th, Bush went to Ground Zero. Uh, just an interesting little fact, uh, there were still some, like burning embers, and those lasted for three months. That's how hot this fire, th- yeah. these flames were. Yeah. Um, so he was there, and uh, he was hanging out. I have a picture right here. He's standing on a bunch of rubble. And uh, some of the workers were complaining that uh, they could not hear what he was saying. So he grabbed uh, the bullhorn and he made this statement. Quote, I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear from all of us soon. End quote. Damn. Uh, this, believe it or not, this was a historical quote because... Uh, at this moment, on September 11th, and uh, on this day, they uh, George Bush's approval rating was at 55%. And then after this, the next day, his approval rating was over 90%. The God highest damn. ever recorded for a president, even to this day. Jesus Christ. People, they were, people, people were, were rallying behind yeah. him. They were ready. Um, obviously, this is compared to... Uh, the Pearl Harbor attacks. Yeah. Uh, it is a little bit different. There, There's more casualties here. Uh, this was seen by over 100,000 people, like, firsthand. Yeah. Not including uh, the news and all that, like, what was happening live on television. So all of this kind of rolled into it being 
the most insane thing that had ever happened. Um, have you forgotten? Yeah, have you forgotten? Uh, the the world market was pretty much decimated for a while. Yeah. Uh, the towers were at the heart of the New York financial district. And uh, since that entire area was kind of like destroyed, uh, they actually closed uh, the trading for four trading days, which is uh, like a huge a lot. thing. That's like insane. Um, there was a huge stock market panic. And uh, they well, people were stranded all over the country because from 9.30 a.m. until the morning of September 13th, there were no commercial flights anywhere in the country at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so all this was happening. There is one interesting piece of information. Um, it's somebody that will probably come up in a later series. But uh, Warren Buffett, I'm going to give him some credit here. Because he kind of, in a way, he saved the economy after 9-11. Because they were closed down. So what Warren Buffett did is he had like his group of like traders. I guess, It's like a whole system I don't understand, but like he doesn't actually do it. He gives people money and then they go and do it for him. And that's like their job. Okay. And he gave uh, his employees over $50 million and said, just go buy whatever stock you can. Just go buy anything. Mm-hmm. So he plugged $50 million into the world economy that day. Which in turn probably made him a lot richer. Yeah, probably. But in a way it was like it was good because it it kept people afloat and it kind of turned the fears away from it collapsing because people saw things still being traded. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So all this is going on. Being able to plug that much money in somewhere Mm -hmm. and just be totally fine. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck. Go ahead. Um, So at this point, all over the world, everyone is backing Americans Uh, in the French newspaper. Le Monde. Uh, their headline w- uh, was Lemon? Le Mon. It's a French news thing. I don't know what that means. Lemons, huh? Uh, their headline was "We Are All Americans Now." Oh, that's uh, nice. Believe it or not, which is kind of ironic, uh, in Tehran, the capital of Iran, uh, over a thousand people gathered for a candlelight vigil. That's so sweet. Isn't that's that, a, oh it's funny no. because we end up going in there anyway, but that's not I the know. point. Um, <laughs> uh, so at this point, uh, all the evidence that was gathered kind of pointed towards uh, the Islamic militant group Al-Qaeda. Or Al-Qaeda. Um, the group had been implicated in a lot of attacks against Americans previous to this, but nothing like this. It was more yeah. just anti-American statements made by Al-Qaeda and bin Laden. Yeah, and the 93 attack. Mm-hmm. Um, they were headquartered in Afghanistan, and they uh, had forged a very close relationship with the Taliban. That's kind of who they were hanging with. Yeah. Um, who the U.S. armed, by the way, while yeah. they were trying to fight the Russians. Yeah. Um, so after 9-11, for the first time in the history of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or NATO... Uh, They invoked Article 5, allowing its members to respond collectively in self-defense. And on October 7, 2001, the United States and Allied military forces launched an attack against Afghanistan. So everyone was ready to go after Afghanistan, which obviously we'll get into this next episode with more of the 
the conspiracy side of things. It is interesting. I'm just going to say it now. Yeah. That fifteen of the hijackers are Saudi Arabian, and we went and we to go Afghanistan. to Afghanistan. Yeah, we'll get to that at a later point in time. Just wanted to point that one out there. And like I said, Al Qaeda is based in Afghanistan, but you know, like it's kind of weird. We'll get there. Kind of weird. Um. So all this sprouted uh, a bunch of different stuff. Uh, the TSA was created because of this. Yep. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security was created because of this. Um, then we have the Patriot Act, which is questionable, if you will. Uh, unconstitutional. It passed at a time uh, where we were kind of... Drunk on patriotism. Yeah, uh, and essentially it allows for the intercepting and reading of private information uh, to obstruct terrorism. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we got a lot of that going on. Um, but the FBI, the CIA, Homeland Security now, everybody's getting a hand in this. They're all ready to go. Um, so The terrorists are creating jobs. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, so despite causing uh, all this destruction, it was actually a strategic failure for Al-Qaeda, 9-11. Yeah, like we were saying earlier. Um, Al-Qaeda uh, in Arabic means the base. That's what it translates to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost the best base that they had in Afghanistan because of this. Um, some of their leaders, uh, including the Egyptian Saif al Adel, I don't know if that's how I pronounce that it. That sounds good to me. Uh, he opposed the attacks and uh, he tried to spin it and say that like Western culture forced this, like forced their hand. Um, he also explained uh, in an interview four years later. Uh, that the attacks on New York and Washington were part of a far-reaching visionary plan to provoke the United States into very ill-advised action. And uh, his direct quote for this, translated, was, quote, Such strikes will force the person to carry out random acts and provoke him to make serious and sometimes fatal mistakes. The first reaction was the invasion of Afghanistan. Yeah. So there was... That, I mean, that makes sense. You it know, does. They were kind of hoping to, like, rattle the cage and get people ready, and then yeah, just we'd like, fuck let's up. Yeah, just, like, stun them a bit and see if they fall over. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, as we said, that did not work. No, quite the opposite. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I, here's what I was talking about earlier. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll go back to this. Uh, Bin Laden had extremely misjudged uh, the response that we would have. Uh, he believed that it would take one of two forms. Um the first form being a retreat from the Middle East along the lines of the U.S. pullout from Somalia in 93 and um, from the pullout of the American embassies in Kenya and Tanzania in 98. So he saw these, and he thought that maybe, boom, maybe they'd pull out. Yeah. That did not happen. Um, And then he also thought that perhaps we would go in with missiles and start just blowing things up and look like the world bad guy. Yeah. We didn't either. Uh, We actually were using pinpoint strikes from airplanes, not just random missile launches. And we sent in tens of thousands of boots on the ground to go in and invade the country. So it was essentially we were just, we were flipping tables in his house. Yeah. And he did not think that that was going to happen. Um, 
So what happened here is uh, in December of 2001, anyone that was even remotely related to Al-Qaeda was taken to Guantanamo Bay, which was, it's been leased uh, from Cuba since 1903, just mm-hmm. in case you didn't know. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld, uh, this is what he had to say about Guantanamo Bay. Quote, I would, character- I, would blah, blah, blah. I would characterize Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, as the least worst place we could have selected to send these individuals. End quote. Hmm. Uh, the reason they sent them to Guantanamo Bay is because it is technically not U.S. soil, so they don't have to abide by any rules and regulations in America. So torture and anything you want to do is acceptable there. Anything you want. Yeah, I've seen the photos. It's fair game. Yeah. Um, there's even, again, I'm, this is kind of more of an episode two thing, but there's really not much to it. There's a lot of stuff out there that says some of the hijackers uh, survived and they were taken to Guantanamo Bay. Literally how? Like what? I don't know. What? That's just, again, it's just. People say that? People do say that. I've I guess people also that. sometimes, uh, we'll get into all that stuff on next episode. I was going to say the hologram thing, but. Yeah, no. We'll get into that later. Um, so in the State of the Union speech on January 29th, 2002, George Bush laid out the new doctrine of preemptive war, and uh, essentially here is what he declared, quote, I will not wait on events while dangers gather. I will not stand by as peril draws closer and closer. The United States of America will not permit the world's most dangerous regimes to threaten us with the world's most destructive weapons, end quote. Give that speechwriter a raise, man. Yeah. He's so being convincing. This was kind of like the footage uh, in 2002 of us uh, tackling uh, the statue of, uh, what's his, oh, I can't fuck, Saddam Hussein. Saddam. That was more of kind of George Bush's way of saying, like, we're here, we're not going anywhere, like, it's, yeah. it's changing. So now we're, we're there, and they're ready to fight for it. Um. At this point, there was no evidence that Saddam Hussein's government uh, had collaborated with al-Qaeda at all. But either way, uh, the United States were prepared to go to war with Iraq to stop terrorism. Mm -hmm. And um, in March of 2003, we invaded Iraq. Even though they had no connection to the war, uh, we, we went in. I mean, we had relations with them before that were good, and like having those kinds of things with uh, totalitarians, so it's just one guy in charge. If you got his favor, you got the whole country. And then once things go sour, you can just move in, and it's easier. Yeah. Um, so all of this kind of culminates. Uh, that is, that's where we go. We know where that ends. We do get bin Laden in, what was that, 2011? 12? Something like that. Uh, so he's dead. Um, but we do have some findings here that kind of tiptoe into the waters of what will come next week. So um, I'll talk about him a little bit. Just give us a little background. Yeah, why not? Go ahead. Okay, so in 2002, uh, President Bush appointed a commission to look into the attacks. And uh, two years later, in '04, they were published. Uh, the final report was published. Mm-hmm. Um that essentially what they decided was that the State Department and the CIA uh, had watch lists on these uh, hijackers. And uh, they expected al-Qaeda militants Nawif al-Hazmi and Khalid al-Midar 
That was who they were looking at. That's okay. who they were getting at. The CIA had been tracking them since they attended a terrorist summit meeting in Kuala Lumpur in 2000. Um, the failure to watch list these two Al-Qaeda suspects officially fell on the CIA, and they got a lot of flack for it. Um, the state of California had these names, and the CIA and FBI departments in California were watching these two very closely because they were using their real names uh, mm-hmm. to rent homes. Um, but all this kind of came into a blame game of whose fault was it that we didn't catch this. Yeah. And we will definitely get into that next week. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm going to skip all this stuff about the hunting for bin Laden. It's We got him. We, End of story. We got him. It's over. Um, we were there for a while. It sucked. And then uh, we buried him at sea. Yeah, we caught bin Laden. He's he's dead. So they say. Yeah, that so could have been anyone say, they dumped in the ocean, I guess. But, um, yeah, so we th- our plan was to give you the lowdown of factual information. Just the, here's what happened, this uh, happened, and then that one did, and then, uh, yeah, just go like that with 9-11. And, and then... I, I'll tell you this, I have some opinions. Yeah, I, I mean, have me some too. Opinions. There's a lot more information to get to. I, I will go out on a limb and tell you this before episode two occurs, and I'll explain my point of view next week when we do it. I truly believe that 9-11 was an inside job. And now when I say that, I want you to not jump to the ridiculous conclusion. It was not planned by George W. Bush, and there were no explosives in the buildings. Nope. Okay? Um, there is uh, there is one thing that we will be talking about, and that is Building 7. For any of you that are aware of that, it's often overlooked extremely but it's Whenever a, it's brought up, it's always just like, yeah, Building 7. Yes. So anyway. Building 7 is a, a major point for the inside job factor. Uh, there, there's a lot of questions on both sides that can kind of be raised to, I guess you would say, summarize what happened, but I'm not particularly happy with those findings. With all this being said, we will explain more of yeah. the rational conspiracy side. Yeah. But... I do want it to be said that uh, when I mean an inside job, I think of it as more of a Pearl Harbor where we where knew it was what was coming. allowed to be hap- to occur, basically. We knew it was coming, and we let it happen because we needed to get into Iraq. That is ultimately where we needed to we go. We need some oil. And I will tell you next week why we needed to go there because if you really want a, a little information, the reason we needed to go to Iraq goes all the way back to John F. Kennedy. But Perfect. no one talks about that. Nobody but I does. will talk about it. Next week. So get ready for that. Yeah. But yeah, so that was uh, 9-11. It if, was. Just in case you'd forgotten. Have you forgotten how it, how it felt, felt that, that day? day? To see, see your, your homeland, homeland under, fire under fire and its people blown away? Have you forgotten? I haven't. No, me neither. What, what are we talking about? 7 Oh, yeah, the yeah. fast food place. Yeah, with all the taquitos. But, uh, yeah, so we will get into, now that you guys have the actual lowdown of the timeline and what had happened and where we ended up, Yep. you'll see at least my opinion and Jake's opinion on why we've gotten there. And I'll tell you this, we will not throw anything at you next week that we cannot personally back up with information. Uh, well, yeah, we do that all the time. Yeah. But, but this as is far just as us a, saying it. Yeah, we'll as far that. as an actual like 
conspiracy episode goes, this is probably the the deepest one we've gotten. Yeah. And uh, I'll we'll because make this sure. is just like a fucking machine of just creating. Yeah. Like conspiracy theories. Like so no. Immediately if, as it happened. Jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. You're right. But the memes it can are right. decimate the integrity of the said steel beams. And causing then the weight of the broken. entire building up above it is going to, you know, take that weakness and go downward into the ground. There were no bombs at 9-11, or at the World Trade Center on 9-11. And uh, George Bush did not create all of this because if you really think that, you clearly do not understand how politics works, or you just do not know who George W. Bush yeah. is at all. He was too busy, you know, writing speeches, you know, and doing you cocaine put... <laughs> and owning the Texas. No, he Rangers. had a guy for that. He yeah. was just golfing. You got to put food on your family. Yeah. I think man yeah. and fish can coexist. <laughs> uh, no, it, it it's not how it happened. Uh, he he has a little bit of a power position, along with Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld, which we'll get into next week. But we will. It'll all be uncovered. It was not a one-man job, and anyone that says that Bush did 9-11, I hope you're doing it for the meme. Can you imagine that, like, one dude, one guy, was responsible for all of it, but he was, like, just him? He had to, like, keep it a secret? Yeah, he he had to keep it to himself. You guys uh, are living with that? Yeah, so that's 9-11 for you guys. We'll be back next week with the juicy, juicy episode. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I hope you like the details because we painstakingly looked for details. We hope you liked 9-11-2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The episode. A Space Odyssey. Yeah, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. Uh, it was like a Jeopardy answer. That's like, good. Uh, that anyway, good. yeah, we are starting a cult and uh Cult A starting are we? Follow us on all the shit. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Libsyn. And we are also on Patreon. We got some cool stuff up there. Give us some money. We need it. Message us. Cult A starting. Are, are we? we? Yeah. That's, yeah. I like that. It's good. Um, Yeah. Hell yeah. So give us some money. Give us some time. Give us some emails. Whatever you're feeling. I'd love it very Put our, much. Our words in the ears of your we're family. T- we're trying here, people. We're learning. Spread it. We're learning along with you. Yeah. We're getting there. All right. So do that. I'm I'm signing off. This is Grant. Uh, Mitch, we didn't here. even introduce you, but you're always here. Yeah. Sayonara. It's, it's kind of understood. But yeah, me and Grant host Mitchell here all the time. Goodbye. We are starting a cult. Everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 